What's up, podcast? This is Matt Chalaba, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Chalaba, and it is Friday, and we have the weekend ahead of us, and then I myself have two days next week, and then I'm off. So I'm pretty excited about that. I love short weeks because that one gives me time to work on my business, but two, it's usually a holiday, and those are kind of my favorite times of year. I think they are for everybody because you're off work, you're with family, you're with friends that you don't get to see that much, and that is kind of the case for me. So there will be a lot of family that I get to see this year. Well, maybe not nearly as many as many people as I normally do, but there will be some family that I get to see, and then there will be some friends and stuff from out of town that hopefully I can catch up with as well. So it'll be good. I'm excited about it. I'm excited to be able to catch up with people and see what they're doing and and just kind of relax for a little bit because there is always so much going on between my day job and then there's always a lot to do with reselling. And so sometimes it feels like there's not enough time to do everything. I think we all feel that way sometimes, especially this year, especially if you have kids or you have people that are at home depending on you and things are vastly different this year than they have been in years past. Like I said, if you have kids, they're they're doing school from home they're, and you're trying to work and stuff. Or maybe you're a kid doing school at home and now you're trying to work while your parents are trying to work at home and maybe they're having a phone conversation you can't focus. Like, it, it, There's endless, endless ways that you could think of to think about how things have changed this year and a lot of times for a more chaotic experience and it's nice to be able to take a step back pause and just relax for a little bit and I oftentimes I oftentimes find that whenever I do that I'm able to be super super productive when I come back because I'm itching to do something I think a lot of us as resellers were very motivated and we're very driven to do things and get things done and be able to make money for ourselves that can better our lives and when we find that we sometimes we work so much that we never take a break and we're almost kind of like miserable at points because you aren't you aren't getting where you want to be and you can't think clearly because you're kind of just so in the weeds that you can't really get your head up out of them and and think and and look at it from a a more broad view and so sometimes taking a break or taking a couple days to relax resets us i was able to do that a couple times during the summer and every time that i got near the end of being on a trip or near the the end of just taking a couple days to relax, I was itchy to, I was like itching to get back at it, I guess is a better way of putting it. It was, it was like, it was like I had to, to get back to work because it was every, every time that I would think about it, I'm like, I should be doing this or I should be doing that. And, and I know that whenever I get to that point, whenever I feel like I should be doing something, that's kind of when I'm ready to go back and, and get stuff done again. And it doesn't usually take that much time to, to get there. So that's something that will be good too it's always just it comes together very nicely for me where i'm able to relax for a little bit and then as people go back to you know we're done with the holidays and stuff i'm very very ready to to get to work and so that will be hopefully an outcome of this upcoming week but this weekend we don't really have a ton going on release wise we do have the tur duncan nike dunk highs those released on concepts last week and now they are doing a much broader release, or at least somewhat of a broader release. I know they're releasing at least on the Sneakers app tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, so I would definitely get on there for those. Those are going to be huge profit. The downside is they're not coming with the friends and family box that they did on Concepts, and that box was amazing. It looked 
really, really good. It looked like it was just cool. I looked in the inside and it literally looked like they were coming out. The picture that Concepts made with Nike of the shoes, I don't know if you've seen it, but there was a pair of these shoes. It looked like they were in the oven baking. They literally made them look like they were being pulled out of that exact oven with the inside of the box. And it was it was, it was amazing, fantastic. They looked really, really good. The presentation of the Friends and Family box was incredible. Those are going to continue to go up. Those were an amazing get by anybody that got them. I very, very foolishly did not go for the manual, which was such a, a blunder on my part. I should have I should have went for the manual, or at least I think I went for them, but after they had released and stuff. It was a it was a poor, poor decision on my part, but I, I kinda learned from it a lot and realized that this may be a, a more of a manual thing a lot more now as these releases tend to go and kind of get better bot protection. So that's what I, I kind of messed up on, but the people that I saw getting them, one of my good friends got them, and they look really good. I'm excited to see these things, and especially a lot of the people that got them were people that they a lot of times don't use bots because they are manual only. A lot of sneaker collectors don't like bots. They don't like the, they feel like it's an unfair advantage. Some of them do use them, and I my personal take is if you have an advantage to take, take it. As, as long as you're not doing something illegal, then what what's the harm? You know, you get an advantage. You get so many advantages in life. I, I used to think that it was like cheating, but think about it. If you're given an advantage, this is how people get ahead. This is how people get a into a better spot than they originally were. For me, I, I have a couple advantages. One of them being that the, the place where my uncle's business, they have a ton of boxes because they have had a lot of packages come in over the years. They've shipped a lot of stuff out. And so for me, it's awesome because they just have a big mound of boxes in one of their rooms and I can go in there and take a box anytime I need. And they have tons of air pillows and stuff, just stuff that, that would be useful for shipping. I don't have to do any of that and it's awesome. It's amazing and I'm, I'm very thankful for it. But imagine if I didn't use that. Imagine how that would affect me negatively as a reseller. I'd be paying for boxes. I'd be paying for bubble wrap. I'd be paying for air pillows. I'd be paying for all this stuff that would, would be senseless to pay for because there's so much, there's a plethora of it. To, at my disposal and so I think of bots a lot like that a lot of people would disagree but I do think of them like that where they're just if you have the means you have the money and you have the patience because that's the other thing I see a lot of people talking about right now on reddit and stuff they're going how do I get a bot to get these playstation 5s how do I the, the, the issue with that is one botting is not a very easy thing to do there are a lot of people that do it very easily but those people have been doing this since 2015 16 17 18 like those people know what they're doing. They've been doing this for years and they're very good at it. And then you have people like me who have a slight understanding of it. I don't think that I'm anywhere near having a, a full grasp of it. There's so much to learn and just so many nuances to, to really get under my belt. But I'm, I'm learning as, as much as I can. And it's something where you, you can't just jump right into this. And a lot of people have that misconception thinking that botting just because it automatically checks something out for you is a is a jump in kind of thing and it's really not and so you have people asking well how do i get a bot to get these playstation 5s i'm like you're, you're not going to get one like at the at the point the entry point for bots right now is so high because it is so overinflated in the market that you're going to be paying 500 to to three thousand dollars depending on which one you get and obviously the effectiveness of the bot is dependent a lot on the price that three thousand bot three thousand dollar bots usually a lot better than the five hundred dollar bot it's just 
by intuition, but also what the success rating looks like. You can see it, and it it, it is something where a lot of these people don't get it. it you're going to be spending 500 bucks on a bot that you're never going to use, only to get PlayStation 5s. Like, might as well just go buy one at resale at that point. Like, what's the what's the difference? Okay, you ended up with an extra bot. Like, you're probably not going to win a PlayStation 5. You're not, not going to buy one. And then I get it. The bot has resale value. You can flip it back and make your money back and stuff. But at the end of the day, you're probably not going to get a PlayStation by doing that. So you're just going to be kind of kicking yourself. So it, it's something where this kind of stuff takes a little bit of time, takes a little bit of nuance. And there there really isn't just a one like a one um a single recipe for this or or something that works perfectly everybody has their own setup everybody has their own differences and stuff and so that is that is something that is just it's very very hard to understand until you've been at it for a while but for me i have learned that that isn't always effective now. There's there's a lot better bot protections. You saw this on some of the releases this week. You see a lot of things happen. And so manual's been doing really well and I'm gonna be doing a lot more manual because that's honestly how I've hit a lot of the bigger items that I've gotten, manual. And you think, well, manual is kind of a cop out because people that don't know what they're doing do manual, but if you're hitting, you're hitting. So that's what I'm gonna be doing. I'm gonna be doing a lot of manual. But outside of that release this weekend, the whole reason I got into that is just talking about that Tardunkin release. There really aren't a ton of, of profitable releases outside of those. We had the the Letterman's come out, the Letterman mids come out today. Those are a pretty good looking shoe. I completely did not go for them at all because I was in a in a meeting with uh, a, a company about something that they were doing, an installation they were doing in another company. And so I was I was busy today. I didn't even get to do a anything where I was trying to run for shoes. So, uh, you know, that happens from time to time. But this weekend isn't looking like it's going to be super profitable outside of those Turduncans. You hit those, you're going to make a lot of money. I would hold them. They're going to go up very, very high. And next year at this time, I can see them going up uh, significantly, barring the economy doesn't tank out or something ridiculous. So you're going to make a lot of money on those regardless. If you flip them now, you're going to flip that 200 bucks or 150. I don't know what they retail at right now. You're gonna flip it into, I think seven, eight, nine hundred bucks. Maybe not that much. They may be like 500 bucks post thing because they aren't the friends and family edition on the sneakers app. But regardless, they're gonna go up. So that's a good flip. But outside of those, there really isn't too much this weekend. So I'm looking ahead to next week. I'm looking ahead to the sneaker releases we have next week. Uh, there are several good releases. I believe my original thought was that the bread. Yeezys were supposed to release on Black Friday. I don't think that they are. And somebody probably who's been paying attention to sneakers a lot better than me would probably be able to confirm that. But I'm looking ahead to the sneaker releases where we have the Jordan 4, uh, the the Fire Reds. We have the, what else comes out next week? I think that we have a pair of Dunks, if I'm not mistaken. And then there should be, I think, the Jordan 1 Metallic Golds come out on the 30th. And those are going to be really, really good too. Those, I, I believe that there is an older colorway that those are kind of reckoning back to. And people really like those. There's a lot of hype around that shoe. I think the shoe doesn't look that great. I'm just not a big fan of the 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 Saints colorway. I Really, that's kind of what it looks like. The New Orleans Saints colorway just doesn't, doesn't do it for me. But I, I get that people like it. I'm just not, I'm not into the whole patent leather thing and all that kind of stuff, but it is a, it's going to be a super profitable shoe. So those are coming out. I don't believe that those are next week though. I believe that that's like the, I believe it's the week after. 
but I'll have to keep my eye on that because there are there's just a ton of shoes next week. From what I've been watching, from what I've been seeing, and looking into some of the research that I did just previously, next week was the week to hit. And so I'm excited about that. I'm excited to be going after these shoes. Hopefully some of the bots that I have figured out the issues that they've been having. There's been a lot of changes recently in a lot of websites. So there's just there's going to be some interesting stuff to do with that, but should be a pretty profitable week for sneakers next week. And then this weekend, if you hit those Turduncans, very, very good profit in those too. So out of those, it's just been, like I said, things have been slower this Q4 because I've been doing a lot of buying, not as much selling. And that's by design. That's kind of due to the nature of the items that I've been picking up. But there have been some things that I flipped that I've made really good money on. Um, I made money on some of the retail arbitrage items that I've been getting. I did flip a few of those, which was good. Good to get money back and good to reinvest that money. And I made pretty good money on them. I, I think I made like 40 bucks a, uh, a set of the things that I was selling. But then I also sold this set of mugs. And it takes me back to garage sales because garage sales... You will never beat the ROI you get at a garage sale and sometimes a thrift store, but really garage sales are the best for return on investment. And why is that important? Return on investment is important if you don't have any money. That's that's why a lot of people start with garage sales. They don't want to pour a ton of money into this. They probably don't have that much money to begin with because why are you flipping? Who is flipping stuff from a yard sale if, if they have a ton of money? You would be either investing that wisely. How did you get that money? You probably made it doing something smart. You probably made a lot of money. You probably didn't just walk into it one day, although some people do. And so garage sales are an amazing way to make money and for for what you put into them. The, the return on investment is crazy. And so that's where I started. I, I did start with shoes as well because I was doing a lot of things with just buying them on a credit card, returning them if they didn't sell and getting the credit back before I had to pay the thing off. Like that is a hack in itself. But to be able to just take, let's say you don't have a credit card. Let's say you're like 15 years old or let's say you're 16, you don't have a credit card yet. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You have a car, you have a driver's license, you have 20 bucks. What are you going to do? Well, you could go to thrift stores. So for now, if your area doesn't have garage sales going on, fine. Go to thrift stores, find some stuff, flip it. That's what I would do. But if you do have garage sales going on, garage sales are money. You can make a ton of money there. And this is a flip that I made last night that I want to talk about because it is it is crazy. I didn't work the way that I thought it would have, but I made a ton of money on these. And so when I first started garage selling, I was literally driving around to houses around me. I would go on Craigslist, I'd look them up, and then I found the Yard Sale Treasure Map app, and it is amazing. If you don't know what it is, it basically aggregates all of the listings from Craigslist into one app. Somebody takes the the data from the back end of Craigslist and basically puts it into one app of all the garage sales on a big map, and you can can set your GPS for these things. I typically plug the addresses into MapQuest. They have a address generator like route efficiency thing on there where basically you plug in all the addresses you say your start and end points and it organizes them the most efficient way to get around that's what i do but let's just say you just want to start out you look around you find the yard sale treasure map app and you search your your zip code on there and it pops up with all the garage sales around you that's what i was doing and i wasn't doing it anything special i wasn't doing anything super efficiently i was just going to yard sales as they popped up and this one I went to, I, I went to these people's house. I think I almost I think I almost got my car stuck in a ditch. But I, they lived on like this crazy hill and I drove up this hill 
I stopped at their house and I walked out and they didn't really have anything of value. They had they had a Billy Bass which was corroded on the inside and I had bought it thinking that it was fine. They said it was new. It wasn't the or it was new and the batteries in it that had been in it from when it was on the shelves corroded really bad and basically made it useless. So that was a bummer. But I picked up this box of mugs and it was there was a wooden hand carved like tiki face mug like those 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 tiki faces you would see at like a Hawaiian beach or something um that is what was carved into this so that was kind of cool and then there was a set of eight metal beer tankards that you would put in a freezer and you freeze these things and they get really cold and you put beer in them and it keeps beer cold they're made out of metal so they and they said uh i think they said operation scramble on them and they had like a a old like world war ii uh, like prop plane that would have been like used back then so they were pretty cool and I think I got the whole box if I'm not mistaken for like two or three bucks so super super low investment I ended up flipping the wooden tiki mug on Mercari like that year for I think 18 bucks in shipping they paid I think they paid $10 shipping 18 mug 18 bucks for the mug which is crazy and I've had these stupid metal mugs sitting in my storage for forever it feels like it's almost been two years now maybe a year and a half, but they've been sitting there forever. And I'm wondering what, when are these things going to sell? What, what is the deal with these things? When, when am I going to get these things sold? And every time I see them, it almost made me like, just shake my head. Like what a dumb purchase, what a dumb purchase, what a dumb purchase. And it finally came to two days ago. I got an offer on eBay, six bucks a mug for eight mugs. And the person was paying shipping. And I was like, wow, that's that's a steal. Six bucks a mug and, and everything. So I was like, okay, perfect. So what I had done on the eBay listing is I listed it as a quantity of eight mugs for somebody to buy. So I said, okay, I have eight. You can buy as many as you want or as little as you want. And I had them listed at like $8.49 a mug or something. And this person came and offered me six bucks a mug. Now, what I thought I had done is put it in a flat rate envelope. And I've had issues with this before where eBay, for whatever reason, doesn't calculate properly. And it thinks that if you have something that can fit in a flat rate box, whenever somebody buys multiples of it, they'll all fit in the flat rate box. So definitely check into that because I assumed that that was what was going on. So I was like, I took a day because I had to go out there and check all the stuff and make sure that all these mugs were there. And I forgot to do it the one day. So I get out there, I look, okay, 48 bucks for these things. I paid probably two bucks. Okay, that's gonna be 46 off the top. Okay, they're gonna take off of that 48 they're gonna take their 13 ish percent and then i'm gonna lose probably 18 bucks on shipping these things because i'm gonna put them in a large flat rate box because they're kind of heavy they're metal and so it looked like i was gonna make 15 dollars 20 dollars profit something around that range well i went to i accepted the offer and i went to print out the label and i noticed that they paid 66 dollars for shipping and i'm looking at these things going who on earth paid 66 dollars for shipping why why did they pay that much and i realized that ebay i must have put it in differently or ebay fixed the glitch with the shipping where they charged for each mug separately the amount i had charged for shipping which is what i want them to do so this person paid 111 112 dollars whatever it was uh the math doesn't work out there but it was around 111 dollars. so they pay like 60 some dollar shipping for these mugs they pay me 111 dollars, and ebay takes their cut of that i still made over 100 bucks profit on these things and i'm like 
this is this is over a hundred dollars before I take all, all the all the fees and shipping and stuff. So net profit, I was around seventy bucks, and I was like, this is crazy. Somebody paid hundred eleven dollars for these things. I had them sitting there thinking that I might as well just go punt them over the over like the over a cliff and just you know they're not worth anything, or I should just throw them away or redonate them. Somebody paid hundred eleven dollars for these things, and it goes to prove one point, which is this. You can make a lot of money off of stupid junk around your house. You can make a lot of money off of stupid junk around other people's houses. And that's what garage sales is. It is, here's my junk. Please pay me something for it. I'm going to redonate it anyways. And it's not always just junk, but a lot of times it is. And you have to sift through it and say, okay, what of this is valuable and what of this isn't valuable? And it turns out that after a year and a half, somebody in Oregon found these mugs that I paid $2 for the box valuable enough to pay me $111 for them. And I ended up paying 18 bucks shipping because I flat rated them. And the overall net on those things is going to be 70 bucks. $2 is 70 bucks. I, why, why am I, I'm not, a, I'm not on here just to gloat. The, the reason I'm telling you this is because one, it shocked me that somebody paid that much. It always shocks me when people pay that much for things because like, like things are like in a fragile time right now, especially, but just in general, why are you spending $111 on metal mugs? Like you can buy a mug anywhere cheaply and, and I don't know, maybe they had somebody that was in Operation Scramble, whatever that was. I don't know. But if they didn't, it, it just kind of caught me off guard. But two, you can make a ton of money from relatively no money. Think about it. From $2, not only did I make $70 on that. I also made the money from Mercari on that Tiki mug because they tossed that mug in for free. So I made roughly like 88 to 90 bucks on that entire mug with a $2 investment. And that could be what it takes to get you going. That can be what it takes to take you from somebody who's just flipping casually, who doesn't know what they're doing yet and doesn't have very much money to invest to now I have $90 to really start throwing into this and then hey you get a couple more things you flip those maybe you make 30 bucks maybe you make another 15 bucks and maybe you make 20 bucks and hey guess what I just made $65 I still have the 90 from before I have $155 and I can throw that into a pair of shoes or I can throw that into this that or the other thing you can do so much with this and even if you are like somebody like I said like a kid who doesn't use who doesn't have a credit card now you have 155 bucks you can create a virtual credit card account which links to like a bank account make a bank account throw that money in there you could spend the money like that like it's a credit card so you could start buying things online and stuff and so that the whole point is garage sales are like the gateway to being able to resell if you don't have any money even if you do have money you just want to learn they're a great way to learn but you can make a ton of money off of those you can get yourself rolling and you can continue to make money. And that's what I'm going to do this upcoming summer. My goal for the upcoming summer is to go garage selling a significant amount more than I have before because I realize that I'm selling stuff maybe a year later, but it's just nice to have an extra $100 deposited in your bank account randomly off of a $2 purchase because you, you ended up making a huge sale on mugs and they end up paying themselves back in the future. It may not sell as quickly as some of the retail arbitrage items that I've had, but I've made so much money on garage sales that it's crazy for me not to go to them. So that's what I'm going to be working on next summer. But hopefully if you have a nice temperate weather area where people are still doing garage sales, go this weekend, uh, depending on how comfortable you are, of course. But if you want to go, go and Go and look and see what you can find because there is so much value out there off of stupid things like mugs, 
like 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 anything that you can make a ton of money on. So hopefully that's something that can help you out. That is definitely my biggest mug flip to date. And I I didn't even think about that till now, but that is my biggest mug life flip to date, and it's awesome. I, I think I, I'm super pumped about it. I love buying mugs and flipping them, but that is one of the coolest ones that I've had so far, and I figured I'd share it because there's a lot that you can take away from that and say, especially if you're new, and say, hey, here's here's something that I can do. I mean, mugs, super practical, super cheap, and can make decent money on them if I do if I find the right one. So hopefully that helps you out. Hopefully that, that can be something that you learn from uh, and take away. If you get any value from this podcast whatsoever and you just want to give me a five-star review on iTunes, that would mean the world to me. I don't really need anything else, but that would really help me out. That would help me reach more people with this podcast. So just go to iTunes, click on my podcast, and at the bottom, just click the five stars. It takes like two seconds. I would really appreciate that. But with that being said, I'm going to go so you guys have a good rest of your Friday. Have a good weekend, and I will get with you tomorrow with another podcast. Peace.